Welcome back to the Sandstone Cycles podcast, everybody. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Uh, I want to start out really quick by talking about a couple of events coming up in our Four Corners area. The one I know of is the Road Apple Rally. That's in Farmington, New Mexico. Pretty fun mountain bike race. Really flat, not a lot of long, sustained climbs, so great for beginners. Also really fun for pros, I guess, that's just flat out and uh, you can haul butt. 30 miles I think and the 15 and I could be wrong I don't know the distances or the classes but it's really fun uh, if you guys are in the four corners or area or Farmington area go out there check that out it's pretty cool also my guest today Ashley Carlock I'm catching up with her talking about how her experience went with the Colorado trail race she's putting on a hundred mile road bike race in Cortez Colorado that'll be on October 14th and you can ride that 100 miles solo or you can do it as a team but uh, all the proceeds go to cancer uh, fund to help people pay for their cancer treatments so that's pretty cool also i am pretty active in a local nonprofit, astic trails and open space we'll be having our monthly meeting on september 18th uh, so that's this tuesday and it's at the Astic Golf Course at 6 p.m. So go check that out. Uh, Astic Trails and Open Space, we're just trying to opportunities to increase outdoor recreation, build new trails, or maintain current trails. Um, we also put on events, 5Ks, 10Ks, the Alien Mountain Bike Race, stuff like that. So stop in, say hello, um, and hang out for a while. So there's that going on. And one more thing, uh, the last thing I want to talk about is... My nephew, Elijah, he's a really strong kid, and i just super fortunate to have him in our lives, and just, uh, he's just the strongest and just coolest kid ever. He was born with some complications at birth, so now he is um, battling with cerebral palsy, and he has occasional seizures, but um, yeah, he's, he's an awesome kid, and he is always going to the doctor so on October or Saturday this coming Saturday September 22nd 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Safeway grocery store in Astic um, we're gonna be having a bake sale for him um, so Elijah can uh, get some funds I think he'll be going to Texas for a while to do some testing so that's uh, to, to that's funds to help him get down there and get back and stuff like that so if you guys could Anyone in the Astic area, go 10 to 4 at Safeway and Astic. Go support Eli. Say hi to him. Uh, he's a cool kid. I would really appreciate it. Um, with that, yeah, we'll just get into the podcast. And so Ashley Carlock just got done with her Colorado Trail race. And love it. I love uh, just the whole thing. The uh, 500 and some miles and I don't know how much elevation, but, uh, yeah, it was fun listening to her tell the story. Sounds gnarly. Definitely not for me. So, and, uh, congratulations to Ashley because she, she ended up winning the women's category. And so I think that's pretty cool for her first time ever uh, attempting the Colorado trial race. So hope you guys enjoy the podcast today and, um, uh, we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Bye. All right, uh, Ashley Carelock, catching up with Ashley Carelock. Yep. 
How's it going? How's how's life? How's Cortez, Colorado? How's everything going? It's so. going really well. I uh, I'm just kind of starting back, getting to train hard again. It's been a little over three weeks since finishing the Colorado Trail, and um, I'm building a a flow trail in in my own oh, yeah. property. It's going to be about a mile and a quarter. I'm excited about that. Have you broke ground on it? Yeah. Really? You guys already started. I had my fat bike out there this morning, just nice. just like going over a little bit of the trail because we got it. We got to rain. I mean, we don't have much done. It's a couple hundred yards right now, but still. Well, yeah, it'll be. It's just a flow trail, you know. It's just yeah. One up and then maybe three different things down. Corner practice. That's a big I'm one. I'm gonna put some corners in there, some berms in there. I'm gonna have a little maybe a tabletop or two, just some jumps. Work on some skills. Um, yeah, so back to training. I got one good training block done, and then I got this epic food poisoning this weekend. Ooh. So I was really sick, but I'm feeling better now. <laughs> Man, that's rough. Yeah, I think I didn't wash some vegetables or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the reason I wanted to circle back around with you, I wanted to talk about your Colorado Trail adventure. And I don't really know where to start on this, but let's start with... Um, I kind of want to start with your setup. How do, what do you take on it? Of course. What do you, uh, what do you ride? Tire size? Bike size? What is, uh, what do you get ready for something like crazy like this? Six days on a bike. Yeah, it was crazy. It was the craziest thing I've ever done. Um, I decided to go with the full, full suspension. I ride a Scott RC 900 World Cup. Uh, I like that bike. I really like the head tube angle is a little bit slacker so it's really good on the descents it descends oh, okay. like a dream for a cross-country bike with only 100 mil in the front and 100 in the back um it's amazing like it's it's one of the best ones i've ever ridden and i'm not just saying that you know yeah, yeah. because they're a sponsor i i mean it like if they're it's a really good bike so i decided to take that um the downside of a full suspension of course is that you can't get a big frame bag in oh, you okay. know but I found this. That's what um, goes in the triangle? Yep, in the triangle. And I found this. My husband actually found, um, my God, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's, it's Ovegra Negra or Negra. Or some, uh-huh. It's a Colorado brand. They're, they're based in Colorado. And they, they make, you know, bikepacking stuff. And it's called the Super Wedgie. And it actually fits in there. And it was plenty of space. Mm-hmm. In, in the frame pack, I I put most of the heavy stuff, my food, my little Colorado Trail date book. Um, I wanted anything that was really heavy to be on that frame. Keep your center of gravity there, right? Um, on the handlebars, I had a, um, a roll, and I think that was made by ooh, Fly. I think they changed their name recently, the, the name that, of the bag company that made that. But... Um, basically like a roll where I put all of my sleeping stuff in there. So I had a sleeping bag. I did not bring a tent. People always ask me that. Um, I did bring a tarp. I brought a bivy um, and a very, very light X frame, uh, which has like holes in it for a sleeping pad. Okay. And um, that all went in my roll and it was pretty light. I had a, a nice... Um, Western mountaineering bag, 30 degree bag. I had a, um, my bivy was made by a company out based out of Montana called Bora Gear. I highly recommend checking out Bora. 
I found them and, and their, their, their gear is light and amazing. I also bought a puffy that they made that was super light, um, down puffy that I brought. So that was kind of on my, on my roll. And then I had a bar, a bag that kind of went over the roll to really just kind of pull it all together. When, when you say puffies, you mean like a jacket? Like a, yeah, like a jacket. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Needed that. Really? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Because yeah. of weather? Or oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. I got cold. I got rained on. You're going to. It's the, you know, it's the high country. You're going to get rained on. You know, you go oh. up there and people would all, I always ask me, what are you going to do for rain? And I'm like, well, of course I'm going to get rained on, you know. So you, you got to be ready. Mm-hmm. I had a gore, uh, a jacket, you know, a rain jacket. Yeah. Um, but the bag that went over that roll was um, where I would put essentials like a headlamp or bathroom stuff, which I brought face cream and you know because i gotta keep myself i'm a girl i want to keep my my skin beautiful i'm not gonna do that again if i do this again i I never even used it i didn't even tap into it it was really funny the the first night i was like oh i gotta take care of my face ah the second night came on i'm like oh forget that you know (laughs) so anyway don't need that could have could have spared on it then i had a seat bag so i took off my dropper seat post which i hated (laughs) really oh yeah i took it off didn't even use it no, I was afraid it would be something that would fail on me. Mm, uh-huh. uh, the other thing is with that sometimes, even though they make these dropper seat bags specific. Did seat you start with specific, the dropper on it? No. No, just didn't. I took it, it off okay. and I put the carbon seat post back okay. on, um, which did lighten up the bike a little bit. But the, of course, the downside of, side of that is obviously, you know, a dropper not only makes it way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. It's fun, <laughs> right? You can really get your, you, you, know, you can really get your centigrade, but it's safer. I believe that on, and some of the descents. On this trail, I mean, the Colorado Trail is basically a hiking trail that we're biking. So some of the descents are scary steep, yeah. you know, or rocky. Yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff that I, I rode and then thought I um, got lucky and I probably shouldn't have been riding that. And there's stuff that I didn't ride because I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, I don't want to go over the bars. Oh, yeah. I almost did at one point coming off of close to copper. I couldn't imagine going over the bars, getting a concussion or something. No, oh, I mean, you'd be... You're out there. Yeah, and suck. that's the thing, you know, with the, the Colorado Trail race is that it is self-supported. You just now, gotta hope you, that another racer comes by you. Well, I mean, you could, you know, obviously I had that spot tracker with oh, that's me, right, that's right, so yeah. I could hit that. Um, oh. And I ended up before I went out on this, I got extra insurance on myself, you nice. know, through different different companies yeah. because I was just afraid if something happens and I'm way out there and somebody has to rescue me, I, this is gonna be thousands of dollars. And so yeah. I went ahead and, you know, I paid for a year or so of insurance, and I'll probably keep that up if I keep doing awesome. these adventure races. Yeah. But, um, oh, back to my seat. So I put a seat pack on, and in the seat pack, I had uh, extra clothes, not many. I only brought one chamois, one pair of baggies, one um, kind of wool shirt, and then two pairs of wool underwear, three pairs of socks. How come wool? Uh, You know, it's it's less stinky. (laughs) I feel like you can keep wearing it without just really smelling bad in your own funk. Um, and I did notice that the difference between the jersey and the wool was 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 a pretty big, pretty mm. big difference. And then it dries fast. Okay. So I want something that's going to dry really quickly and wick, you know, the the sweat because you go from yeah. sweating, you know, profusely to freezing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hypothermia in in the high country. It and just the comes sweat. sweat don't help. Sweat, yeah. That, <laughs> oh gosh, it, it makes you does, it Totally, yeah. So I had, um, yeah. That was most of my my pack. Tubeless tubes. Definitely tubeless. Really? So Stans okay. is is a sponsor for the foundation, and 
even if they weren't a sponsor, I'd highly, highly recommend yeah, them. Yeah. Not only do I run stands, no tubes, the sealant in my, in my tires, I use Maxis. Um, I also have stands rims and I was on the crest. They're, a, they're an alloy. They're, you know, I can put a ding in this, in this wheel and I will trust that it will still hold. And it did because nice. there is a ding and it did hold for me and it's still holding. So I, I think that they make phenomenal wheel sets. And then I had no flats. I had no problems. This is 530 miles of some of the roughest Jeez. country, no flats. I think that that alone stands for itself. Yeah. You run a downhill casing? Or what I did, yeah. Double, so double down or I did. XO? I went ahead and put um, on, I was running for racing. I use uh, the um, Aspens. I like uh -huh. the Aspen, uh -huh. the Maxis. And I, I switched to the Recon. Okay. And, yeah. you know, with a thicker sidewall, they're a little bit heavier. I liked the profile. I liked the little, the, the knobbies kind of on the side of, of that tire, a little right. bit more grippy. Yeah. You know, so I wanted something a little a little more burly for you this ran that in the front as well. The front. Both front and back. Perfect. I did recons. Yeah. Nice. It was good. Yeah. Heck yeah. So yeah. Scott. That must set up uh, food. How much food do you take? Or is food something you can kind of get? <laughs> oh, the food. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so Do you get that along the way though? I mean you don't yes. uh, you have to, I guess. You yes, can't you have that to. Much. Six so days of food on you. What I did was um, well, first of all, water on the Colorado Trail is not a huge issue. I was a little worried about it this year because we were in such a drought, but it ended up being not a problem. Um, I had an inline filter in my Osprey pack. Mm, so okay. I've carried an Osprey pack. In the Osprey pack I'd put most of my repair stuff, what I was taking for a repair kit, um, which was pretty pretty hefty. And I would I put that Sawyer filter in in line in the, the tube, so it was able I could just fill up my Osprey pack, and then I could just drink directly. Just at a creek. Or yep, something? at a creek. I'd always try to find really clear water, um, and then okay. it worked. Everything worked. That was great. And then I had a water bottle on the front. I also put that on my handlebar. One of those little um, I think it's Bedrock Designs makes one of those little handlebar kind of oh, okay. things. And I, I put um, water bottle in there, and I would bring. Um, Carbo Rocket is my favorite. I'd bring Carbo Rocket drink mix, you know, some electrolyte mix. So I would put, um, you know, get the water from the stream, put a tablet in there to purify it. So I was using right, tablets, right, right. Yep. tablets for that, and then, you know, I have the filter. Tablet, wait 45 minutes, and then put my, you know, drink mix in it. So that way I could have some electrolyte mix as well. And I kept And it that has going. carbs in it too? Yeah, carbs okay. in it too. Carbo okay. Rocket makes some great stuff. There's, yeah. That's uh, the name of the company? That's Carbo the name of the company. Yeah, Carbo Rocket. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, do check them out. They're really good. Um, I like the flavor and it's, and it's really good. But that was, that was, so that was my water, my water thing. And I, I never a problem with water. I'm a vegetarian. I mentioned that, I think, before. And I also have celiac disease. So I'm not one of those. I, I do eat fish, so I am pescatarian. What is celiac disease? So just real quick. Yeah, I, I just, so I'm celiac sure is. is actually an autoimmune disorder where um, it's genetic. You know, you, you know, I think I've probably had it since I was little. Okay. But basically, anytime I eat gluten, there's two proteins in gluten, um, and my body doesn't recognize it. Okay. It sees it as a foreign body, so it attacks it, and it also uh -huh. attacks my intestine. As it attacks intestine, you have you know mal malabsorption, malnutrition problems. Okay. Um, I get really bad diarrhea, really bad gas, and then I break out into these bumps on my arms, and I get cold wow. sores on my face, and then I'm not absorbing nutrients that I need. So it's really important for a celiac that they, you know, eat gluten-free, and it takes yeah. like a tenth of a microgram for it. So it's not like, oh, I just don't eat the gluten. No, 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 I can't. Um, okay. Yeah, it's so that makes nutrition for me 
a little bit more difficult. Um, and the fact that I, I am vegetarian. I, I ended up starting off with a decent amount of bars and some, you know, nuts and, and a couple of like high, high fat stuff because gotcha. I fat is really important and high carbs. You know, I'm not definitely not adverse to those carbs. <laughs> and I, I did really well the first few days because we had places that we could refill. You know, there was gas stations or something. I could right, run right. in and get yeah. something. I love Fritos. I could eat an entire bag of Fritos or Cheetos. Those are gluten-free. Done. And Do you have to buy a gluten-free bag of Fritos? No, they're all gluten-free. No way. Yeah, so are, so are Cheetos. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Such a lucky girl. It's like the best thing in my life. And I ate packets of salmon. I like salmon. Nice. And so that was like, you know, good, good fish. And ended up kind of, so Buena Vista, I was, was running a little low. I made it to Buena Vista. And then I, I loaded up in Buena Vista, but I was so out of it and such in a hurry because at that point I realized I'm actually racing with somebody. How do you get Buena Vista to Salida? Do you go through Salida? Oh my no, um, you don't. So we get to Buena Vista first. So I went from, started in Denver and went to Durango. Okay. So we get to Buena Vista first and we ended up, um, because because we're on bikes, we can't go through wilderness areas. Those are restricted to bicycles. So we had to do these huge wilderness detours. And one of the wilderness detour took us right through the town of Buena Vista, which is a really important resupply spot. That's with the prison, right? Yep, there's a big prison there. Um, My husband and I used to live actually in Chafee County over the summers because he was a raft guide. And so I knew, I I felt like I was coming home in a sense when I got to Buena Vista, I saw this tunnel that the very, you know, there used to be a railroad, it's all railroad tracks, and I saw the tunnel, and I call my husband immediately, it's the first time I call him in the whole entire race, guess where I am, you know, I'm going through the tunnels, and yeah, I'm almost in tears, because I've made it this far, and I, know I what you're talking about. yeah, it Did was, they call that hill next to it, Turtle Hill yep, or something? Yep, yeah. Turtle Rock, yep, yeah. yep, people learn to rock climb there a lot. So you're, you got to Buena Vista. Got to Buena Vista, loaded up on food, made, I was hungry, and I made mistakes, I didn't, I didn't load up on enough food, and what I should have done... How many days of this to get to Buena Vista? Uh, I think, God, I don't even remember. It was two days at that point. Two days? Yeah, two or three days, maybe. Okay, dang. Yeah, because yeah. I had already gone through Copper. Um, that section between Breckenridge and Copper, I'm just going to say, it was one of the hardest. You have to... You're, I'm pushed. It was like one, two, step, push the bike. One, oh two, God. push the bike. And that's a lot of weight. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah, it's my, my, you know, my bike was maybe 43 pounds or something like that with the, you know, with the food and stuff. And I, I resupplied in copper and then, you know, made it to BV. And the mistake I made in BV was that I should have sat down and eaten as much as I could and then bought, bought a lot and stuffed as much as I could. Instead, I bought it all, I'm eating and I'm stuffing and I'm eating and I'm stuffing in my bags and I take off and then I get, I don't know, maybe 10 miles and I'm hungry again. And so I eat some of my food and, you know, and I'm just excited to have this, you know, kind of way in my mind was real food. So I was tired of eating the bars at that point. Yeah, yeah. And I bought a lot of those whole, like, what are they, the whole 30 bars or? Uh, I think I've heard of those, yeah. They're, they're just like egg whites and. Oh. Um, Dang it. I just listened to the podcast. It's, it'll, it'll, come, it'll come to me in a minute. I bought a ton of those. They're like dates and egg whites and, you know. RX bars? RX bars. That's what it is, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I ended up, like, those RX bars, it was towards the end when I was running out of food because I ended up running out of food. It was really bad. I remember just looking at the RX bar and being like, I just got to take another bite and I take a bite. And then I'm like, I'm going to have to drink like five gallons of water to get this thing down. I will never eat another RX bar, (laughs) period, in my life. 
This did, is it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with the RX bars. I can't do it again. Did it just make you feel heavy or something? Because there's too much in it? Or you uh, just... It just took me forever to chew it. And, it, and, oh, and I okay. think it was because... So after Buena Vista was a re, some really hard sections. This is... And when... I had a documentary crew filming me doing I this. Saw that, yeah. But they couldn't help me. You know, they were just filming me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I told them as I was coming out of Buena Vista is that, yeah, you know, we've done a lot of mileage, but the race is about to start. We've got the San Juans coming. Right. Those are the hardest, it's the hardest section. It's my home, yeah. but I know what I'm, I know what's coming. I know it's going to be harder than what we've done already. And it was. Silverton oh, and all that it stuff. was, yes. And so I get out of Buena Vista and I ended up doing really well, feeling really, I, I get in the lead at this point. Um, and I have reasons why I think I was ended up getting in the lead, but um, and I can talk on that, but uh-huh. um, uh, Sergeant's Mesa was really hard. It's an, an area up there, pretty high, high altitude, really rocky, um, some scary descents, you know, some Sergeant's Mesa. Sergeant's Mesa. Where, roughly, where is that located? Um, kind of outside of Lake City, between Lake City and Buena Vista. So you're kind of in that okay, okay. in that area, yeah. Um, and then I got it was on top of Sergeant's Mesa that night, and I slept. I ended up bivying with some cool guys. Todd was. Todd and Donnie, and I, and the, they were my favorite companions to travel with. They were, Todd was a vet, had done this like four or five times, and, and Donnie, I think this was his first year. Donnie was on flats and just killing it. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I realized at that point that I was running low on food, mm-hmm. and I knew that, I, I mean, I, I had at least two days, and, and I think I had maybe 500 calories at that time, and I, I was oh. screwed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, there just wasn't going to be another stop for a little. There wasn't going to be another stop until Silverton. Oof, dang. And the problem with that is that that section between Buena Vista and Silverton, you know, you're going to spend at least one whole day, almost over eleven thousand feet, and it's up and down, up and down, Oof. up and down. You go to the high point, you know, with thir- over thirteen thousand. Um, it's it's treacherous in the mountains. You have to be careful. You know, you oh, could yeah. get you could get stuck up there and see a lightning storm coming and you need to stop and get down and wait it out. Yeah. And then where are you going to be with if you don't have food? You're sitting there longer and your body's working. Yeah. And it's working overtime because you you there's no way on a on something like this there is just no way you can get enough calorie in for what you're burning. Period. Yeah. You're gonna do more than what you could burn, yeah. and so I knew that I was in a major danger zone. And Donnie and Todd were with me, and I was kind of working with them. And they ended up, you know, going on because I just didn't have the energy. I was out of food, and I tried to not talk about it too much to yeah. him. I mentioned it, you know, I didn't want to be a whiner. And <laughs> I'm outside of Lake City, and I. But so with the Colorado Trail, you are not allowed to accept food from anyone you know. You can't make draw. You can't leave food and then come get it late. You, that's a drop off. It's not right. You can get right. mailboxes, but I didn't do that because I didn't want to. You know, I, what mailbox? Buena Vista. What would I have sent myself? Um, <laughs> I didn't want to go the nine miles into Lake City because then you got to do that two thousand five hundred or two hundred eight hundred climb back out of there. Ooh. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I'd have to add eighteen miles to my trip. Um, might as well just be done then. You know. Yeah. I was in the lead. I knew it. Um, and she ended up passing, coming to get me, passing me, and we were, we were kind of back and forth. Um, and I think the reason why I was would catch her is because I was actually sleeping every night. I'd sleep like six hours. Nice. Like most people didn't, and I was 
that's helpful for recovery though, huh? I think so. Has and its I, perks, I guess. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so I, <laughs> with the food thing, what, what, what you can accept back to that is that you can accept strangers. If they offer you food, you can mm. accept it. Of course, that's, that might be hard for me because what if they offer me a big, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Well, obviously I can't eat that. Yeah. So I'm sitting on the side of the road outside of um, Lake City before Slumgullion Pass. And when I say sitting, I mean I'm laying. Because <laughs> at this point I had, I knew I had like 400 calories left and I'm starving and I'm tired. And <laughs> this woman pulls up in this, in this Oldsmobile or something, her and her husband. I think it was her husband. And she says, now honey, are you okay? And a deep Southern accent and I'm like, meal ticket, meal ticket, meal ticket. You know, I'm thinking this in the back of my head, and so I make sure to put on my southern draw real deep because I'm originally from, you know, southeast Texas. And I say, oh, ma'am, yes, ma'am, I'm doing fine. Just doing this bike race from Denver to Durango, and I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> she looks at me, and she says, do you need some water? And I go, no, <laughs> you know, trying to be a sweet, fine on water, thinking, please ask me if you need some food. She goes, well, honey, you want some snacks? And like, I stand up like you wouldn't believe. Yes. What do you have? <laughs> yes. She unloads. She tries to give me some beef jerky, which I'd, I didn't want to tell her that I was a vegetarian because then she'd probably think, you know, oh, who is this girl? But she gave me like peanut butter and, and um, some pistachios. Oh, and nice. a, when she handed me the Diet Coke, I didn't want to be like, oh, diet. Yeah. But of course I said, yes, thank Take you. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me about 500 calories, so that helped me to go. Yeah. I kept going. And then I had some other trail fairies who found me hunkering down in a bathroom. <laughs> Looking. They gave me a Gatorade and four Luna bars. Four. Dang. Wow, so that was like another 500 calories. And so that is what made, with that, I probably had 1,500 between the day. Totally not enough. But that made, that, that enabled me to get to Silverton. And that, and after that, it was just, Ashley, you're home. Go and just keep going. Keep going. You're home. You know you're home. And I did. And I cried. And that last day I was, had already, I was paying for the low calorie. Like my body didn't want to go. But I still, you know what? I finished. Man. And to actually have the record, which is cool, my competition, her hub, she would have she won it. Um, and her hub blew up. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. So she had to bail. She had to DNF real close, like probably 40 miles from the finish. Really sucks. Can you hike that? Or she just wasn't up for it? Uh, I don't think she can push her bike. It was just like not even rolling. Uh-huh. And she might have been a little further than 40 miles out. But um, so, so, I ended up, so I ended up winning it. Dang. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. So cool. Mm-hmm. I probably should have done my research, but I podcast did this. No worries. <laughs> you know me. I'll probably tell you everything anyway. You don't have to do any research. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. This, I think it's a podcast for, for people who don't want to read. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, that's so cool. And yeah. you did it in a decent time, I think. I did. I said six days and 14 hours. That was the new course for that course record. Okay. Um, previously, they had a shorter course shorter that bike. went um, didn't do went up 285. So when you're from Denver, uh, we have to do a big uh, a wilderness detour. And they, they use 285, which is really kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. So they switched it to this Terriol detour. You go for that Terriol um, reservoir. And it's a little longer. Oh, God, that section sucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's kind of right before, um, oh, I don't remember that, Ken- Kenosha Pass. 
So like right before you get to Kenosha Pass. And then after that, you get from Kenosha, you get to get back on the Colorado Trail. And there's some great riding outside of there, by the way. That was one of my favorite favorite sections. Wow. Yeah. How's the, uh, how's the navigation? Uh, do you oh. get lost? Uh, is it easy to get lost? <laughs> I got lost. Um, it is, you know, it is all self-supported. And that was a mistake I made. If I do this again, I'm going to have it, my Garmin. Or, so I was using my phone through Gaia GPS, and I had the route downloaded. But the problem is, is that if I got to an intersection where I didn't know where the trail went, which happened several times, I mean, especially with those detours and a couple other things, um, I'd pull out my, I'd, I'd have to stop, pull out my phone, you know, look at the tracks. And I ended up getting off route and doing a big detour, like giving myself an extra eight or nine miles or something at one point. Um, and that, she passed me when I got off route at one point. And then there were a couple other sections where I just, you know, maybe a mile or so I'd get off route. So in the future, if I do this again, which I think about, yeah. you know, not next year, but maybe the year after that, try to um, be faster than my record that I did, then I'm going to have GPS mounted right on my handlebars. Of course, I'll probably remember the, you know, the track after doing it. But, you know, there's still some sections where it's like, uh. That would be a huge benefit knowing the route. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God, have, having for sure. Oh, for sure. The guys who have done it in the past probably. Oh, for sure. Oh, I know it's this one. Yeah. And if, if I do continue to do, you know, these adventure races, which I kind of think I'm, you know, I think about it, yeah. um, I'm going to definitely be better about putting that on my handlebar so I can see it instead of have to stop and take it out. I mean, I, that, was, that was a lot of time, you know, and then everyone's like, well, it's not going to hurt you just to stop a little bit. But yeah, I always tried to, if I stopped, I made sure I did something else. I'd look at my bike over or I'd eat or, you know, if yeah. I have to stop, I, I'm going to do multiple things so that I'm getting the best out of my time. Because this is a race after all. Yeah. You know, crazy. even though uh, the hardest thing about this is that you're on, you have to be on a race for this many days. You're yeah. constantly on. That's, it was, it was, that was hard. Yeah. <sighs> um, I wanted to ask you about recovery. How do you, how long did it take you to recover after you're done? You know, I think I mean, I'm, I think I'm, completely. yeah, I think I'm lucky. Um, I, well, first of all, I think that. Did you sleep for like four days? No. No. <laughs> I think that the fact that I slept during the race one night because I slept through my alarm, I got nine hours. That was, she <laughs> passed me at that point too. I, oh, there it goes. I was like, I, at that point I was like, I lost. I'm no, I'm not going to win now. <laughs> um, I think that sleeping during the event helped me to not dig such a deep hole. Yeah. And there are different, you know what, there's different, there's different ideas on this. Um, a lot of people don't sleep much and that's how they got the record. But of course, if you're only doing it like Neil Belchenko, or I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's done it in like three days and some change. Ooh. That's freaking crazy. He didn't sleep. Now for three days I could do it, but if it's going to be, take me longer, I need to sleep. So yeah. I did. Afterwards, um, for recovery, it was interesting. I, a lot of people kept saying, oh, I'm starving, I'm starving. And I, I was the opposite. I, I didn't have an appetite, so that was kind of hard. Um, I ended up putting on about 10 pounds immediately after Whoa. of water weight. It was very odd. And so I weigh about you know 130, and I was about 140 pounds. But I didn't look it. But it was real, it was, except my legs were huge. My legs swole, got really swollen had to wear compression socks for like a week. Wow. Um, so for recovery, I just made sure that I was eating really healthy natural foods, you know, as much protein as I could get in. Yeah. 
um, as much just good stuff that I could get in and lots of water to help flush whatever was going on. And then I went from 140 pounds and within like two days I was down to 128, which is a little low for me. You know, I think I perform better when I'm healthier. I'm about five, almost five, eight. So I don't need to really get below one, 130 too often. And, um, I'm now back normal, you know, like 130, 132, 33. And, but it was interesting just to see my body like kind of swing really quickly between these weights. And, um, if you look at my hands, I've got all these, um, like the skin, it was weird. I started peeling because the edema, you know, from so much trauma, what the swelling and then going back down, it was really, and so now, you know, I've got these. Um, I still kind of have these spots on my hands that are where where loss of skin was. And that was really interesting. Um, As for recovery, I, I made sure to, I've been keeping the intensity extremely low. So the first week I didn't really, I got on the trainer and maybe spun for like 30 minutes while I watched Coco on Netflix. (laughs) And I think I averaged 50 Watts. Like, I mean, I mean, I was just barely spinning and I felt good, but I knew if I push it, I'm going to dig a hole and I'm not going to be able to race again, you know, soon in yeah. October, you know, cause I, I want to do an epic rides in October. So that first week I did like nothing. And then my brother came to visit from New York and I wanted to take him to the high country. And so I then started riding and of course he's, you know, from like zero feet and I'm from, you know, 6,000. So just taking him to the high altitude, he was super slow. And so I rode with him and my husband, but I made sure that I didn't lead. Because if I lead, I'll get, I'm like, you know, I hear someone behind me and I'm going to push the pace. Um, um, you were just doing this as a cautionary yes. or your legs actually felt weird? Or I mean, were you, you know, no. did your body feel like it can go? And just it, do a ride? It, so for the first week, no, gosh, no. Oh, really? Just... Um, for the first week I wanted to rest, you know, and I walked the dogs a lot and, um, you know, I, I mowed my yard, I think I, I took it easy yeah. and I didn't want it. The second week, I would say that second weekend, about a week out, I started feeling like, want to go 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 but then it was cautionary I didn't I knew that I shouldn't so for that next week I rode very easy um with my brother my husband and just kind of had them actually very cool keep me back then towards the end of that second week I started riding a little bit more um I was just testing my body so how I feel so last week was the first week that I put in some you know actual like intervals or I wanted to keep the watts up and to see what my let I let my heart rate let's say I let my heart rate go above 150 so for me my max is like 177 maybe 175 um so I tried to keep that heart real low yeah you know not above a certain zone and now I feel great so it took me about three weeks you know with with all of that and just being cautious and I'm not I'm definitely because I took that time off I feel like I'm not as fast as I was, or I'm not as strong as I was, but I'm not worried about it. I mean, yeah. I'll get it's, yeah. I'll get it back. You know, oh, it's yeah. better to be kind to my body, there you go. so that I can work hard later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. And next up, you got your bike race, right? Yeah. Right around the corner. Yep. So. Ride of the um, Ancients. Ride of the Ancients. Yeah. So I'll do the Epic Rides Oz Trails. Um, Where's that at? Uh, Arkansas, Bentonville. Oh, I'm excited okay. about that one. Yeah, fifty miles. Is that um, I think 40? it's about fifty. Yeah, it's they typically nice. are. 
And um, so Friday is the crit, you know, the fat tire crit for the pros. And then we go on Sunday. And then the very next weekend is Ride of the Ancients. Nice. <laughs> so we'll kind of packing it in there. Um, I think I'll be ready for them. Yeah. I've got my permits. In fact, after this, I'm going to go pick up my road and bridge permit and I'll take it over to the sheriff. So I've done all my permits. Um, my Osprey is back on to sponsor, which is nice. awesome. Um, yeah, it's going, it's going well. I have more registrants than I ever have. Really? Well, I mean, not much. I got like, I got like 19. That's cool. But I've never had it this time, 19. So I'm hoping. This early? Yeah. 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 And, um, I think once again, you know, I always say that my goal for this is, is I have enough sponsorship and help that, that that pays for all the cost yeah. and that every single rider entry goes straight to the cancer care. Exactly. And that's what's going to happen. I think again, because Very we've cool. had some help. So oof, I'm so thankful. Yeah. We'll see. And then, uh, do you pretty much call it a season after that? I do. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do some cyclocross. Not, oh, okay. it's not my focus. So I don't need to be thinking, you know, oh, train, 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 focus, yeah. focus. Just have fun with um, it. Just have fun with it. Yeah, it's kind of my, obviously, cyclocross is totally not what I'm good at. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm better at those ultra endurance. And then there's 45 minutes in the pain cave. I'm out there just mucking it up. I can barely, you know, dismount and mount the bike. But <laughs> do, do, uh, <laughs> do you run a lot whenever the weather's bad or do you rather just be on a trainer inside? I don't know. I, so I used to be a runner and I, I haven't run in a long time. Um, I've been picking up, wait, we talk, I've been picking up swimming again. I, oh, yeah, I really, right I really enjoy swimming. It's so good on the joints. Um, uh, I might run a little bit more once cyclocross season comes cause it is really good for you cause yeah. you do end up running a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, so yeah, then after that I'm, I'm, I'm off and I'll probably start picking it up again, training to try to maybe do a little mid peak for like fat bike worlds again or something like that. Oh, yeah. When's that? Fat bike world? January. January. Okay. Got to defend my title. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I thought you were going to take the fat bike on the Colorado trail. <laughs> I am the fat bike world champion. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, she's definitely taking World in quotes. <laughs> Actually, I wrote it the other day, but I've been riding it on my own trails. Didn't really pack it in, you know? Cool. So, uh, what are you going to change? Uh, so, you're not doing a Colorado Trail race next year? No. Do they have it every year? They do. So next year it's going to start in Durango. They switch each oh, year. Okay. So next year it'll start in Durango and go to Denver, um, which I personally think would be easier because you get the San Juans over with in the beginning. Right. Um, That's the hardest part, you thought? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's the most beautiful. But yeah, that, that last day doing Indian um, Trail Ridge and that stuff outside of Durango was really hard. You'll take well. a year off that. And then take a year off that. You know, I, just I, some time to think about it. I need to think about it. Yeah. I need to see what I want. Yeah. I, I don't know. I know I love it. I know it was the most fun I've ever had. I know I know it's something I want to do again, and I'm, I kind of itch to maybe, oh, is there another race like this that I could go and try to compete at? Yeah. These ultra-endurance, um, self-supported, especially. I love that. Like It taught me so much about myself, and um, you know, you're out there. You're, you're out there and that there was something so empowering about it and um, it's a different I think that bikepacking has is, is growing in the cycling world and I yeah. think that it's something that um, I could make a positive impact on if I wanted to maybe I don't know I mean do you, uh, yeah do you know the guys from Monticello Utah Rome Industries Mm-mm. no you should look them up on Facebook and Instagram. 
his name's Dustin and his wife's name's Natalie. They just opened a bike shop. Oh. They're in uh, Monticello. Uh-huh. I actually just stopped there and talked to him on my way here. And he is really, really passionate about bikepacking. Yeah. They and see. they go down around Canyonlands, all over Blue Mountain. And, okay, um, okay. He's doing, if you go in his bike shop there, he has Surly's and Salsa. Uh-huh. They, they're really into big bikes. He kind of tricks them out with the packing and stuff. Yeah. And, and I think what he's doing is tours, like. Okay, okay. Ad- adventure tours through yeah. Canyonlands and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I've so. actually done something in the canyon, in mm. Canyonlands. Um, that was all. It's beautiful over there. Water's an issue, but it's super fun. So if you um, I'll check him out. Yeah. And see if he wants to go. Uh, they're they're really into. Uh, <laughs> what they're trying to do there is figure out something for their economy, just to kind of get recreation up. For sure, Monticello. For sure. So, for sure. And they have like all you know some beautiful stuff out there. And they do, and I hear there's some trails in the Blue Mountains yeah. or the Abajos. But his, his little facility is cool. His bike shop he okay. made, they got like a shuttle thing going on. They have showers and stuff there if you oh, want to cool. take a shower. Oh, rent. cool. And then um, they have a hut like up in the mountains or something. Okay, in, so the, yeah, in the blues or yeah. the Abajos. Yeah. So I don't know exactly yeah. how his program worked, but yeah. That's Look cool. I will. They're really cool. I will. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's next for you? I, I, before we started this, you were telling me that you uh, – Switching some things up. Do you want to elaborate on that or not too much? I just I mean, don't know what's up for me. Really? I, like, I think that that's the... You're just taking a step back, kind of re- <sighs> reevaluating everything? Yeah. I guess I just needed to... Dis- I mean, I don't need to decide where I want to go, but I keep flip-flopping back and forth like, oh, I shouldn't do any ultra-endurance because I it takes away from your body so much, and I think I'd perform better at these epic ride events or these higher, you know, some of the women that show up there are world class, so you know? It's, it's not technically healthy, huh? I mean, really? Well, I mean, I don't want to say it's not healthy. It's just that it's different. It's a different, it's a different um, style of riding. It's a different um, group of set of people. And it's, what do I want? Do I want to, do I want to go and try to perform at this you know, USAC marathon mountain bike type stuff. Um, you know, do I want to go to Sea Otter next year? Do I want to do these epic rides? Do I want to do you know marathon That's nationals? Right. They're all they're all kind of yes. different categories. Yes, but like, and I would definitely stick to the marathon side. So if I am going to go more marathons, of, the twenty four hour like old Pueblo. No, oh, like no. like the fifty mile. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, so epic that's ride yeah, stuff. epic ride stuff. So okay. that's the marathon. That's the marathon. And that's where I would definitely. Choose. Would you consider that just classic cross country racing? Yeah, kinda, it's kinda? XC. It's just okay. marathon XC. Yeah. Are you doing the uh, dirt fondo, Todd and Ed's? Dirt I think fondo I thing? am actually. Are you really? Yeah. That's soon, isn't it? It is. It's like September seventeenth or sixteenth. Oh, that's soon. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna do that. Uh, no. I just I like Todd. He came out rode yeah. ride the ancient, so I feel like I should definitely go ride his. I bet that course um, is really cool. I think so. I mean, I'm excited about it, and it's just a fun it. ride too. Yeah. So I'm just gonna, I'd get out there and just chat with people. I'm not racing. Um, but the question is, is like, you know, if I if I focus on marathon national type stuff or, you know, epic rides type stuff, I couldn't do a lot of these ultra endurance things because one of, one of them is going to cannibalize the other. You can't yeah. you, I can't be both. Yeah. And so I need to decide. I guess I don't need to decide. I think I'm, I still have time. But what do I really want out of this? And 
it's it's I've been you know when I was swimming my laps today I, I kept back and forth like you know who am I what do I want and, and I don't it's not that big of a deal but I think that it's important to put if I want to be good I need to put my focus and energy into something that is going to um, be good you know be something that I could impact the bike industry for a good and positive manner but I'm going to make sure that I have to go all you know I'm, this is me I got to be all in and the thing with the ultra endurance I think I could decide to do more of these races you know maybe one a year or two a year or whatever and I could use the epic rides as those aren't my ultimate best but I could use them to train for the ultra endurance is kind of what I'm kind of where I'm leaning but I'm not I honestly don't know We'll see. We'll I think see. you'll get it figured out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, I almost, uh, you probably know more about this than I do. It's, um, it's a different, is it all around a different technique? I mean, for the, the 50 mile or marathon stuff, you, you almost got to just be strong. You do. You, you, you got to be strong. And then the marathon stuff, you, you you don't really need all that strength and explosiveness. No, so the power would be definitely. I mean, endurance is. You know, I don't. I never hit super super high heart rate when I'm doing something for six days. You know, I mean, yeah. I did, but but definitely didn't hold it like I would hold the power or hold that high heart for the 50 miles at one of those epic rides events. You're you know you're just balls to the wall for three to five hours. You right. know, whereas something that's ultra endurance, even like the 24 hour. Um, you know, you can keep that pace high, but you don't ever want to go into that red zone because then you're tapped, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's, I think that I can still kind of train same, same, but a little bit more, a little different. I still, I'd probably have to put those super long days in there. And I didn't do that for this Colorado Trail. Oh, okay. I didn't have any of those super long days. And I think the first day I suffered for that big time. And after that, it just had to be mental. How many miles a day, roughly? on the Colorado Trail, uh, I bet I did on an average. So the first day I did 113. Whoa. The second day I did 60 something. That was a hard day. The third day was, I think the third day was the hardest and I only got like 45 in. I remember just crying being like, I can't believe I only got this much in. It's taken me this long. Um, the next day I did about 95. So I guess the average was about 75 or so, 75, 80 miles a day. Yeah. Yeah, and I was hoping to go more like 100 miles a day was my average. So that first day, the one that I did over 100 helped, you know. Yeah. Um, if I did it again, I'd probably run that the same. I try to get to Kenosha, bef you know, which is what I did. Yeah. So a good 150-mile day or something. Mm -mm. Man, I didn't think it would be that much in a day. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. a lot of miles. Yeah, and it's a lot of elevation. Like, yeah, yeah. one day it was like 23,000 feet of elevation gain over like and that was like the 60 mile day it was bad <laughs> it was so bad <laughs> i took my bike for a walk for 45 miles on one of the days i swear it was you think uh, you'll take an e-bike next time you race <laughs> <laughs> see you suckers i can just see you like going up <laughs> oh, oh man oh man that's too cool all right on ashley thank you for sitting down talking again um anything else you want to add anything else you want to talk about or uh, just encourage people to get out there and push those limits. Yeah, go, go try it. Why not? Yeah. I decided to do this on the whim. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like three months beforehand. 
I think I'm gonna do the Colorado Trail. I looked at my friend Des. She says, you can do whatever you want, but Amy D's, Amy D's Foundation is gonna sponsor you. Well, we're, we're with you, Ashley. You do whatever you want. I'm like, done. Oh my God. Cool, <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm sure next time you do a Colorado Trail race, you're gonna do a whole lot better. You know what, I would like to take my, if, you know, so the record, I would, if I went, not next year, but the year after, I'd be going against my own record. Nice. And I would prefer to break that six day mark. That's my goal. I want to eventually break that six day. I think I can do it. I really think I can. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're right on. With that, we will just wrap this up. Thanks. Sound good? Sounds good. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Thanks, Ashley. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. If you would, please go check out the description in the show notes. There'll be some links there for the races I mentioned at the beginning of the show, information, stuff like that. So click there, sign up, go check out the races. Also, there is some uh, some links to get discounts on bikes, discounts on gear, uh, discounts on parts from some of our awesome sponsors, Diamondback Bikes, Royal Racing, and P&W Components. So check those guys out. We really appreciate their help and helps out the podcast helps you guys out and uh yeah it's all good so i'd appreciate that and we will talk to you guys later and have a great day bye